I believe sometimes as women, as girls, we forget our self-worth. Whether it's boundaries put up around us that prevents us to remember that we are strong, powerful women, or boundaries we put in ourselves that makes us think that we are not strong, that we aren't really worthy. My goal is to change that. My goal is to have you know that you are worthy, that you are capable of making a difference and a change, that you are capable of succeeding and pushing yourself. My podcast, Girls Who Run the World, shares stories of strong, powerful women that are changing the world, that impact their community through their everyday lives. I am so excited to share this podcast with you all, hoping that it makes you realize that you are strong, you are worthy, and you are powerful. Let's do this. Hello, everybody. I'm so excited to be back and doing it in, in a solo episode. I mean, I cannot... I mean, the last time I did a solo episode by myself was before I interviewed my mom, I think, or maybe before Adriana, right around that time. So I'm so glad to be back doing a solo episode and today talking about the transition to college. For those of you who do not know, my twin sister Mackenzie and I go to the University of Alabama. We just finished our first semester and soon about to start our second semester at the school. Um, And I've been really looking forward to doing this episode because the transition to college is a huge deal. I mean, going from high school to college, it is an immense change from, especially when we're going far from Maryland to Alabama, um, change from what life was, what life is now, and all the things under the umbrella. So I'm really excited to dive in and really just talk about, give you guys my story about what that transition was like, the pre-college, before we went, those ideas, those worries, and then what happened once we got to college and how we are now. I mean, here I am in Maryland, Christmas break. And forgive me, because I actually, I'm looking down at the ground right now, and I'm in my dad's office recording this episode, and I actually decided that today would be the best day, I don't know why, to bring my dog to basically work day. And so if you hear a bark, probably barking at somebody that walks by or a little squirrel or something or a cry. Like, I'm so sorry. Maybe today wasn't the best idea to bring her in as she knocks all over the cords over right now. Oh my goodness. Well, you know, guys, we're going to make the best of it. Okay. <laughs> Deal. Um, so to start off, as I said, for those of you who don't know, Kenzie and I went, we, we went to NDP, Nerd on Prep in Towson, Maryland for high school. And decided pretty early on that we really loved Alabama. Um, What we ended up doing was we did this road trip for about two weeks with our family. Super fun. You guys learn a lot about each other when you're in a car for each other for two weeks or a week and a half, whatever it was. Drove three, I think close to 3,000 miles and saw all of the Southern schools that we wanted to see. We always had the idea that we wanted to go down South um, just because it has been a trend for girls that graduated before us and from people that we just were in contact with told us about great schools, go tour. So that's what we decided to do. We didn't see Alabama until the fifth. So we were on this, this whatever tour of schools or this road trip of schools. And we didn't see Alabama. I think until, I think Alabama was like dead middle. I think we saw like Chapel Hill, Elon, a bunch of schools before, I think four schools before seeing Alabama. And those first four schools, I think personally, I mean, Kenzie and I didn't really share a lot of our feelings until after the road trip was over, but I was like, oh my goodness, like nothing has took out to me. I haven't felt that feeling that people feel when they say, oh my gosh, it was just, that's why I wanted to go to school. It was my initial feeling off the school. And I was like, holy cow, I'm not going to find the school for me. Like I already had set this 
pre-idea in my head, this pre-mindset. I already had this mindset that, you know, none of these schools were going to work out. Well, little did I know that I, th- I think after High Point University, uh, we went to Alabama. That might be completely wrong. And we saw Alabama, and I remember thinking, holy crap, like, I don't know why, holy cow, I mean, I don't know why I am feeling this feeling. Like, this is amazing. Like, I see myself at the school, yet I haven't even stepped out of the car. I remember driving up, and I was like, Kenzie and I both looked at each other, and we didn't say anything. It was just like a look that we knew what each other were saying in our eyes. And I was like, holy cow, this might be the school for us. And little did we know that it was. So after we finished that road trip, my dad, my mom, my sister, we all listed the 12 schools that we saw. I think there were 12 in order of how we personally ranked them. Before that, we never really told each other which one was our top, which one was our least favorite, or which one of those we just didn't have any feelings for. And Kenzie and I and our parents, we actually all had the same first. So Alabama, I think actually, yeah, we all had Alabama number one. So we all kind of knew that that's where we wanted to go. My parents had fallen in love with it. So that worked out perfectly, even though you know, we didn't give any preconceived ideas. We had any ideas before. We didn't know what to expect. And so that's how we kind of found Alabama. I mean, that's been my number one question when I went to Alabama. People love to know why we decided. So that's why we trusted and gave full faith to Alabama to be our college. And then before that, I don't think I was ever one to really sit and think about my feelings for college. I know I just kept telling my mom, oh, it's going to be okay. I'm going to be fine um, because I'm excited. I was really excited for change previous probably to when I started the podcast and when I started digging deeper into who I am, I think that I was terrified of change. I always wanted things to stay the exact same of how it was when it was good. And I always wanted things to change when things were bad. And I always wanted to go back to a time, and I don't know, I have a specific example, but I always wanted to stay in a time where things were just easy. And after once I started to dig deeper into who I was, find out what I wanted to do when I'm with myself, with my life and what bring my passions to life, basically, I realized that I actually have a love for change. And it's weird to say because in moments I do not like change, but from high school to college, you know, I had fallen in love with high school, especially in my senior and junior year. I started to realize, really see the impact that I was making. And I also started to really form amazing connections with all of those inside of the community with my high school. And so I was excited for that maybe to happen again. I think I had faith that, you know, I will go to Alabama and my circle will actually be will grow. You know, I kept telling myself that, oh, I'm going to make so many new friends, but I'm also going to have my friends at home cheering for me. And I know that it's going to be okay. So before that, I mean, I was a little bit worried, probably more about the wrong things. I was really worried about what my room was going to look like, what sorority I was going to go to and what that would be like. And, um, I never really worried about what life was going to be like without the same schedule for four years. I mean, not exactly the same schedule, but high school year eight to three every single day. And so I didn't really have fear of what that change would be like on my everyday life. Um, so coming up during summer, I just kept telling myself, and I think I was okay with going to college. I was ready. I was excited to be a college student, to experience something that people always have said are some of the best years of their lives. I think the pressures that people, not people, but society puts on that, you know, college is going to be the best four years of your life and there's not going to be any better years than that. So you really have to like, if it doesn't go well, then something's really wrong. And I remember I was interviewing Katie Hood, and I think before we even started, she was like, 
she was like, it's going to be okay. You know, it's, you're going to have these moments where, um, you're going to have these moments where you're confused about, you know, who you are, what you want to do with your life. And you're not going to know what you're going to do in the future. And there are going to be moments where you're sad or you're scared or, you know, she was telling me she was being so realistic. And I think my parents have always been realistic where they're like, there's okay. There's going to be moments where you miss home or there's going to be moments where you're uncertain about a decision you had made. And I think having that clarity and having people really, you know, put a lot into not my head, but help me understand that, you know, having these uncertainties, these worries, having moments where you're really stressed out, that's okay. That's normal. That's part of the transition to college. That's part of transitioning as a human being in every part of life. And so I remember we got there. This is, I'll tell you guys the story of the first day, moving day, most hectic day ever. I think one of the most hectic days in my life, I will I stand by that. Um, if you guys can imagine, and for those of you who really know my family, I'm sure you will love this one. So the four of us, my dad is tall, could, I mean, like literally the size of the doorframe and, um, mom and Kenzie and I, all of us very like energetic, want to get everything done in our own way. And, so we're in our dorm room. We get in. I mean, we have like, because two of us are moving in at once. Imagine my family of four in one, not small. I won't say that my dorm room's small because I am, I have been blessed with a great dorm room, but one dorm room, four of us with these cartons. I mean, these rolling carts of, I mean, just the most Ikea bags that you've ever seen in your life. Um, cause that was a great way for any of those who are going to college. Ikea bags are the way to go. Labeled, mom did a great job labeling all of them. So we evenly put them on our beds, but then we were like, okay, so how we all sat there and looked at each other and we're like, how are we going to do this? I mean, there's four of us. There's barely any walking room. I think we made like a little path. We're like, how are we going to do this? And I mean, dad had to go and get, you know, some, what they do at the Alabama, at Alabama is that you can like have your packages like, so our desk hutch or like like a little cabinet that we have in our bathroom, like all of that we shipped to Alabama and the school had it ready for us on our move-in day. So dad had to go pick up that and it wasn't at the right place. Or there are all these things that went wrong that day, yet, you know, it was probably one of the most chaotic, but one of the best days that I had at Alabama because my family, I mean, there were little arguments here and there. It was the most hectic day ever. Everyone's screaming. We all have this perfect plan of how we're going to put the room together. And it took from 10 a.m., I think, was our check-in time until like, I think we said our goodbyes to our parents at like 10 p.m. or something late like that. But so we had this long day. It's, it was hectic. We were, you know, exhausted by the end. And we decided to go to Target and get dinner with our family before they had left. Cause our parents, our parents were, I think that, yeah, they were leaving the next morning early before we would probably be awake. So, you know, fill our emotions with like, I don't know, take, I don't know what I'm trying to say here, but basically putting our energy into decorating the room rather than, you know, realizing that we're about to leave our parents. And I remember the moment was very intense. I told this to one of my friends yesterday and literally tears out of her eyes. Um, so we got out of the car. This is the story of us saying goodbye to our parents. We got out of the car and Mackenzie like gave my mom like a side hug, 
before she gave her a real hug, I think. And I don't know why it was like this really awkward thing. I just remember. And I think we were just like, oh my goodness, how are we going to do this? Like we've seen this in every movie. You know what I mean? Like parents saying goodbye to their kids. And so Kenzie started hugging mom and mom just started bawling. I just remember saying there, I'm like, okay, maybe I should join in on this hug. And while I'm crying, we're all crying, but no words are coming out of our mouths. And so Mackenzie, mom and I are hugging and dad, my dad doesn't show his emotions really. Like my dad is verily, rarely I've, I've seen my father cry. I've only think like a couple times, but, um, we always knew this was going to be a hard day for him, especially, and my mom. And so he just stood there with his arm in, like, the middle of the hug, holding my mom's hand, trying to be strong for her, but also understanding that, you know, this is a time where they are now empty nesters. Except, guys, except is the word I'm looking for. Except at Thanksgiving and Christmas. I'm sure they love us being home and, you know, all of what we've been home for the last month. I'm sure they love it. But, um so that was a pretty, you know, intense moment for us as a family to really realize that this is our life will never be the same. You know, home will never be looked at as the same again. And we're going to have to really adjust to this transition of what are, how are we going to communicate with each other? We're not going to wake up next to each other every day. So that's when we really utilized FaceTime, text, all the things that we've been gifted with in technology so that we could keep our connections and our relationships the same how they were when we were living under the roof. So I'm, but don't worry, I'm going to come back to Maryland. Nobody worry. Um, but so that was a pretty hectic day in the roller coaster of emotions. I mean, every emotion I felt that day. And then what the weirdest part was the day after the first day you were by yourself. Remember it was the first day before we started rush, which is like sorority recruitment for those who don't know the word rush, but it was, there was one day in between where we had just, our room was perfectly clean. And, but anyway, so there was this one day where we were just didn't know what we were going to do. We didn't know our way around campus. We knew our schedules, but we had this whole rush schedule planned out that we had to, you know, get ready for Alabama rush, something that we, you know, had no idea what it was going to be like. And so I remember Kenzie and I decided that, oh, we're just going to walk around campus. Like together, we really only have each other. I didn't know. I think our other friends from NDP who decided to go to Alabama, I think they were moving in this day. So we were like, okay, let's just go walk around, you know, say hi to the people that pass us and just learn our way around campus. So that was pretty fun together as sisters to go do that. And then after rush week, I mean, we, um, like, I am very thankful that we had sorority recruitment right away because we had met some of the most amazing friends. I mean, just wonderful people. We have met, you know, great families, people that have really supported us. And that actually reminded us of some of our friends at home, which was great. So, you know, Kenzie and I are definitely people that like to surround ourselves with tons of people at one time. We love just having, you know, especially in college, we were definitely, we are definitely the ones, our door is always open if anyone wants to come. And, you know, those first couple of days, we actually did keep our door pride open. And then during rush, um, with all the craziness, we ended up just being like, if anyone wants to come in, come in. And that's how we met some of our closest friends is just really having faith and setting back into what you learned in fourth grade, you know, in third grade, you would just go up and say hi to somebody instead of, you know, doing all this 
research on them before you even know them on like social media or something. And so after Rush, we were there and we were about to start school. And um, I remember just being worried about what college was like. I remember walking to class the first day. It was the first day of classes. I'd been in my sorority for a couple days now. So I had a solid group of girls that I knew. I mean, in my pledge class, there's 142 of us. So if you guys can imagine, like 142 girls are in my incoming pledge class, which is the class that just um, went into the sorority. So it was kind of made... Like, it's a really weird feeling, but the huge school of 40,000 kids at Alabama feels really small to me. Um, at some moments, it's like, holy cow, I'm in a city, and I know nobody when I'm walking across the quad or to class. But at moments, it's like, holy cow, I know every. I keep saying holy cow, but I know everybody in this building. So I think, you know, after Rush, like I was saying we really just found the best people. And I think Mackenzie and I were also like, okay, everybody, and we had this mindset where everybody's different here. Everybody's unique. Everybody has a different story. And that is what was so fascinating to us was, I mean, I remember we, during rush week, we didn't see each other really at all. And even during like, yeah, I guess during rush week. And so I remember us coming back to each other at the end of the day where literally we were only, only saw each other when we were going to bed and we we're like, holy cow. Like, guys, like, count how many times I say holy cow in this episode. We just met someone from Georgia or someone from Mobile, Alabama, or, you know, Kentucky, or like all these other states. Or we met someone that also lives from Maryland, lives in Maryland. And they all had these crazy different stories, which really fascinated us because 142, I think it might be 136, or it's around that number. And different stories. So over a hundred stories and, you know, Kenzie and I constantly were just wanting to learn about other people. And I remember getting into the sorority and the first day we met some of our best friends walking to the bus to go on this retreat, or we met some of our best friends, you know, running to the sorority house. And I've met, so I keep talking about sorority, but like after that week, it was, um, pretty great. Okay. So I remember having this fear about the first classes and I was telling you guys, I was walking to class one day. It was the first day of class. It's my first class ever. It was a rhetoric and no, it was a public speaking class, public speaking. It was a Wednesday, 10 AM. It was raining. And I remember going to my sorority house first to see if like trying to scope out, ask everybody if they had this class so I could maybe find a friend to walk with. And I remember it was two sophomores, only sophomores, no, three sophomores, no, two sophomores and a junior. They were like, oh yeah, we'll walk you to the class. Like we'll take you. And it was really nice because I had no clue of anybody in my class. And I remember walking into the classroom and it was probably, so it was the first class for a lot of people. And I remember seeing like, 200 students in this class literally like a movie um like the room was just how I would have imagined it uh, every seat filled you know you can't sit right next so I couldn't sit right next to the girls that walked me to class because there wasn't enough seats for us so I think we each saw sat like next to somebody random and just like saying hi to the person next to you and just like trying to learn their name so that way you can maybe have a buddy to sit with at this class and I just remember really 
being worried only about like, how am I going to do this? How am I going to get used to being by myself and sitting in a 50-minute lecture when I know nobody, which is so different than from high school when I'm used to knowing everybody in my classes, knowing their names, knowing where they're from, and all those details. And so that's when I really keyed in and learned that it's okay to be by myself. And it's something hard to learn because I would just keep telling myself it and then freak out when I was walking across the quad or the lawn to class by myself or not knowing anybody. But I think it's just a part of understanding that, you know what, some of the best time that I've had, some of the best times I've had were when I was alone or when I had those amazing thoughts or ideas for my life or what I wanted to do or an idea that I, for the podcast or anything like that. And where was when I was alone. So that was one of the biggest when my mom asked me when we came back from Christmas break, what was the biggest thing you've learned this first semester? And I think learning to be by yourself and realizing that that's okay. And you don't need to be surrounded by a hundred people at one time. You know, you don't need to have this huge group with you at like all the time and be surrounded by people you know because when I'm by myself and I say hi to that girl that passes me in the quad or in the hallway and some of those people have become my best friends at college when I just say hi what's your name and realizing that that's okay to take that jump because I'm sure that person's scared to say hello too so if you have this little fear of you know embarrassing yourself or you know just making a fool of yourself by saying hi, you shouldn't. Because what I've realized is a lot of us have the same fears. When I sit down with my friends and we had one night where we were just talking about our biggest fears in life and whether they were concrete things like sharks or that's mine. So just an example, but (laughs) snakes or, you know, a fear of the ocean or something like that. And, or they were abstract, whereas ideas and ideas of, you know, embarrassing yourself in front of people or not having friends or, you know, making a fool of yourself and all these things. But we all had similar things where we'd be like, oh, okay, you know what? I had actually gone through that before in my life and this is what I learned from it. And so definitely learning to be okay by yourself and also learning that I think you're more similar to people than you think you are. And I do think a lot of people are different in different ways. Like we're all unique But I also think that as humans, we have similar fears, similar things that we're afraid of. And so that's something I really had to key in and remind myself daily. And now I've been to the point where I'm like, you know what? I can't wait for the 15 minutes that I get to walk to class. Or I can't wait for the run that I get to do by myself in the morning. Or if you're just with a friend and not having to talk the whole time. Like when my friends Loie and I run together – And even like my friends, Ella, one of my friends, Ella, we like to go on walks together and having moments where we're not talking and we're just being in the presence of one another is okay enough because we don't need to have this huge in-depth conversation. If we're just in the presence of one another and the presence by myself, you know, you're learning so much about a person. And that's something really cool that I've loved about college, I, I think. And then also, I guess, you know, transitioning, you know, you're busy. I was busy for the first couple months of school. You're getting, especially because I was part of a sorority. So I am a part of a sorority. So that'll be a whole nother podcast episode, the rush experience and all the sorority because it's amazing. I mean, I am all for it. But I think 
you know, you're busy. I, I literally don't ha- think I had a day where I didn't have anything. Meaning like one of my favorite things and one of our favorite things, Kenzie and I, to do is to go to our friend's room after a long day. I mean, we will always be in one of our friend's rooms at night. Like if you were rarely in our room, just us two. I mean, I can't think of a day that, I mean, I'm sure there is, but of a day that it was just us two in our room for the whole day because we are constantly just jumping into people's different rooms. People are coming into our room and going on walks, going to Starbucks. I mean, literally playing flag football. Kenzie and I played flag football with one of our closest friends, two of our close, a lot of our closest friends actually for our sorority and just like doing things like that. Like we joined all the clubs. Like I remember there was a club fair and it brought me back to like my freshman year at NDP when they had this like day of clubs and you could just join every club you wanted. And I remember signing up for like, um, I mean, guys, I'm in like 40 group meets right now. Like I actually couldn't tell you all the clubs I'm, I'm in and that's probably sad, but I remember just being like, okay, I'm going to get super involved, which I am at school. Um, But I was like, I'm going to be in this club. I'm going to come up with a schedule. I'm going to join the running club and I'm going to run with them at 5 a.m. And I've yet to do that, but that's okay. And so that was really fun. But I think just, you know, doing a bunch of different things and filling up my schedule was what I thought I needed to do. And then I realized that it's okay. I'm just, and now I only do like three clubs that I really devote a lot of time to, um, like maybe three hours each to a week. So, I mean, it's a pretty good amount of time for a college student, but just realizing that like, it's okay. You don't have to be going 20, like going hundred percent, 24 seven. Like there are moments that I just want to sit down and watch the crown or like great British breaking show or my favorite, if you know me, real housewives of Beverly Hills or the Kardashians, or I'm just giving you guys my favorite TV shows now, but literally there are moments I'm like, I just want to sit down. And so I think realizing that you don't have to have, be so busy. I mean, in my first couple months, I, every day I had something, whether it was a sorority event or, you know, something I had put onto my schedule, you know? So I think it's great to just to realize that you can have a day. And I think we started realizing this towards the end when we were like, talking to our friends and we're like, do you guys just want to go get dinner together and then come back in our room and watch a movie and literally just relax? And everybody's like, yes, that's, this is what I've been needing. And so that's something we love to do with our friends now is literally just go every night we get breakfast, lunch, and dinner together, really. Um, and we were like, let's just go back and relax after dinner. Let's not, you know, go out or do all these things that, people have put pressure on, I guess, society for college kids to do. And so just, you know, being in the presence of other people, but also learning to be by yourself. I think those are the main lessons that I've probably learned. And I, maybe, I think there's probably a lot of lessons that I haven't realized that I've learned, which I think in a couple of years when I maybe do end of college, graduating, oh, that's scary, but graduating college podcast episode, I think, I think that I will realize that, you know, a lot more things have had an impact on me than I do realize now. Um, and something I did want to bring up, so th- that transition to college was amazing. Um, I probably didn't hit on everything I wanted to hit on, but I will come back to that. But I just wanted to touch on, you know, trust is was a big word for me. I think 
I was worried about before I came to college about, oh gosh, how am I going to stay in touch with, you know, this family or these people when I'm, you know, however, 10 hours drive, I mean, 13 hour drive away. Like, how am I going to do that? How am I going to stay in touch with my high school friends? And I actually just realized, and I think, you know, I didn't need to know it at the time, but if I just had trust in my relationships and my friendships and, you know, it's okay to, to not be as close to somebody anymore. Because what I realized, especially during Thanksgiving and Christmas break is, you know, I have these friends that I text probably twice, three times a month. Um, and there's friends I text once a week and that will text me once a week. And that are at different colleges or even it's like the kids we babysit. We text all the time, uh, old teachers, all this stuff. And I was so scared that, you know, we text, but we haven't seen each other in months. So is things are things going to be different? And just having faith that it's going to be like what people say. I came back for Thanksgiving break and saw my friends all at different times, really. And it felt like I had just seen them yesterday. And I think just having faith in your relationships and in your family relationships. Seeing my parents for the first time, they came back at the end of August for our birthday. Mackenzie and I's birthday is August 31st. And so we left for school August 3rd. So it was, it's been a month since we've seen them. And they literally came down for the day, not even our birthday, the day before our birthday. And because the next day I had classes all day and then we were going to get dinner with our friends for our birthday. And that was really fun. But um, they came down for the day before the 30th. And I remember seeing them. And I was like, it feels like I, you guys have been here the whole time. And that's the joy of texting and FaceTime is that I've been able to keep these connections even closer. And I've sent handwritten letters to a lot of friends and just making sure that they know that I'm thinking of them and being that friend that, you know, they know that despite me being 13 hours away, I'm, I will always be there for all of my friends back here, all my family here in Maryland, while also showing that to all of my new friends at Alabama. And so it's a crazy idea to think, you know, leaving friends that I've had for years and then meeting these people, some of the best, I mean, I wish I could have a podcast episode about all of my friends, but at Alabama, it feels like I've known these girls and guys for 10 years when I really love just learning the new things. I love just learning what their favorite colors are or hearing funny stories about their past because we haven't, we've only known each other for what, like a couple months. And so that is, has been one of the most exciting things is, you know, staying in touch with your friends that you went to high school with or you played a sport with or your family friends and seeing what's going on in their life and how their life has shifted, whether they went to college or they're doing something new. And, but also learning about these news stories when you don't know these people's past and you don't know where they, where they're coming from or their families, but you now know what they're going through now as you are on this journey with them. So it's kind of such a weird feeling because you're like leaving something, but coming something, something new. And I think Mackenzie and I have really fallen in love with it 100% because I mean, it's college. Like it has been just such a huge change in our life, but I would not have changed any part of the past semester. I would have changed one part of my semester. And I think that's pretty powerful to say. 
because it has been so life-altering, but also has made me realize a lot about who I am and what I want to do and what I am going to do. So I would over overall, I would say that this transition to college is something that people shouldn't be fearful of. People should not have fear for it. Um, you know what? I take that back. I actually think, and you can keep that in. I think that it's normal to have fear. It's normal to have worries. It's normal to have stress. And I think just having trust in yourself and also understanding that there are places at in people's lives or there are p- places people are going to go that aren't for them. And as long as this idea of perfection at college needs to be dropped. Society has hold it up way too long that these are going to be the best four years of your life. But I do think you learn a lot about yourself. That is something I would always believe is that college is a moment where you're learning a lot about yourself. Your life is changing from an eight to three schedule day to a moment where your mom makes your lunch, or I don't know if that's same for everybody, but your mom makes for your lunch. They pick you up from school. You drive home from school. You live in the same house. You sleep in the same bed and you do excuse me, you do all these things. And so your life is changing, but understanding that it's going to be okay despite the road bumps in the road, despite understanding that, okay, you know what, this might not be for me and not being scared of what people will think of that. And so I've had a lot of, I've had a lot of, or I guess the better way to say it is that I am very proud of the people that surround me and the girls that surround me in my past and in my current in my in my past current and future that didn't make any sense guys I'm blabbing on now but the people that have been there for me in my past and these girls that I'm now girls and guys that I am now you know creating relationships in the future and that will be there for me at Alabama and I think just really understanding that there is no idea of perfect at college. And I can sit here and I can say how amazing it was, but there have been moments where I've teared up because I missed home, or there have been moments where I am so scared that life, I'll lose what I want to do in life, or something's going to go wrong, or I'm worried that, you know, something isn't right, or something like that. And I think that's okay. I don't think that's anything to be afraid of. And I think the feeling of stress and worry has made me deeper as a person and made me real teach some of my teach myself some of the greatest lessons in life and what my whole meaning of this spiel is is that it's okay to have these moments of doubt in yourself it's okay to have these moments of stress and it's okay to have these moments where you take a sharp left turn and you change direction of what your life is going to be because if there's something that my parents have taught me, oh my God, there's so many things that came out totally wrong. But one of the greatest things that they have taught me is that the direction God has, this road God has put you on is not a straight road. I mean, it bends and it curves and it goes upside down. And, you know, you hit these speed bumps, but then you hit these downhill moments. And, I guess uphill would be the right word, but like you're just full force going, it's great downhill. And then you have these moments where you have to tread uphill and you are battling the uphill. And so I think just learning to be okay and also trusting those around you. One of the final things I'll leave you with, because this has been a great episode, I definitely have not shared my entire story, but 
try to hit everything mainly, but one of the things is that growing up, my community that has surrounded me has allowed me to lean on them. There have been people that have allowed me to, that have caught me when I was falling and that just allowed me to, you know, share all my emotions, all my fears, all my worries to them. And I think understanding that you can be that person for other people. So at college, if someone's texting me a good friend and they're struggling through something or something's really great in their life, just understanding that you can say, okay, you can lean on me. Let me help you in this moment after you have helped me throughout all these years and understanding that, you know, you are having an impact on everybody you meet. That's a powerful thing. You are having an impact on everybody you see, you meet, or whatever. And I think that's something I'll carry with me for the next four years of college is understanding that all these people have impacted my life in such a profound way, whether it was the smallest thing they did for me or doing this large gesture or helping me through a test or helping me through a hard time, or cheering me on in one of life's greatest moments, and understanding that those are the people that you want to surround yourself with. So I hope you all have loved this episode. I mean, I love just like telling you guys all of this because whether you are in fifth grade, eighth grade, high school, whether you were 40 and have children and all of this stuff, I think there are lessons that we can just constantly learn from each other when we are going through the same situations, whether you went to college, whether you didn't go to college, there's a story to learn from each and every one of us. And that is what my motivation is for right now at college is that there are so many people. I mean, think about it. I get the opportunity to go to school with 40,000 different people, 40,000 different people. I mean, how amazing is that? I get to learn 40,000 different stories. I have that ability to learn everybody. Not Really, like I probably won't, but you you all know what I'm what I'm saying. The ability to just know somebody else's story and to share that connection, that human connection with somebody has been and will be one of my most favorite things about life. And so if there was one piece of advice I'd give to those girls that and or boys, those girls or boys that are um you know, about to go to college, it's that have faith in yourself, have faith that it's going to be okay. And when I say it's going to be okay, there are going to be highs and there are going to be lows, but you will constantly be learning. And also understanding that, you know, you are jumping in the deep end. Everybody is taking this huge cannonball in the deep end. And you know what? It's going to, you're going to survive. You're going to survive and you are going to come out, I believe, a better person and you're going to come out somebody that is just truly a strong, powerful person. And I thank you guys for listening today. 40 minutes of complete enjoyment of telling you guys my story. And I hope, you know, shout out to all of my people here in Maryland. I love you guys. I've loved keeping in touch with my people here, whether it's just a little text or a handwritten letter 
or a video of what you're doing on your day. I have loved it. And to my people at Alabama and the people to come at Alabama, thank you for truly being the best. One of my greatest friends told me, this is just real quick. It was Thanksgiving break. We were like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do without each other for a week? (laughs) And here we have been, I haven't seen any of my friends in almost a month, but you know, she was like, Madison, it's such a weird idea because um, I've been listening to your podcast like almost every day. And so it feels like I haven't missed, like I haven't, it feels like you've been with me the entire break. And we laugh about it all the time because my friends love the podcast. It's been really fun. They love that Kenzie and I are twins. It's really fun just like, like, (laughs) excuse me. It's been really fun sharing my story with other people. And I've really loved it um, because I remember telling one of my friends, Maggie Sullivan, one of the greatest people I've met at Alabama, truly one of the best kind of souls. She, it was like one of the first weeks out and someone older than me who has rushed me and was like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe you ran Chicago. Like that is just so insane. I cannot believe Mackenzie, you have raised $75,000 for LS. And I remember our friend standing there and being like, wait, literally what? What did you guys do? Like she was so stunned by some of the stories that we had. And I was just like, I remember just laughing, like my belly hurt because we were just sharing some of the life's greatest moments with before we went out together. And so that's what I'm really excited about the future to come. Um, One last thing before I hop off. So I gave my advice for those who are going into college and those who are in college freshman year. My thing to you would be to write a letter to your future self. I just did it the other day. Not holding standards for yourself, not having expectations, but really just saying, oh my goodness, this is my favorite show right now. Or And just seeing how, yourself grow, how you grow in four years. I mean, I remember we did that in high school and it was one of the greatest things and I will keep the letter forever. But just saying, this is what I'm doing now and I cannot wait to see what you're doing when you're, what, I'll be 21, four years from now, when you're four years older. Um, Okay, but I love you all. I love my people here in Maryland. I love my people in Alabama. And I'm so glad that I got back on this solo episode journey. I mean, I think it needs to come back more often, but um, you guys will love who my next guest is on the podcast, hoping that she is the next, but I love you all so much. I send my love to you guys during this new year. It's 2023 when you guys are listening to this. And I think you guys should make one goal. It should be to listen to every Girls Who Run the World podcast episode. (laughs) Such a great goal. Um, But I love you guys. And thank you so much for listening to this. Go be strong badasses. Love you all.